Hey, thank you so much for checking out today's video. I'm Pastor Matt, this is Pastor Adrienne, and we pray this message blesses you and encourages you all throughout your week. Absolutely. For any more information on how to be praying with us or to become a part of our community or to give, please head on over to takeovergiera.com. Oh man, well good morning. Yeah, wow. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> oh man, God is just so good, isn't he? Come on somebody, has God met you in this place today? How many of you came in low, out of it, the rainy weather, maybe you had some stuff going on, but today God pulled you from the muck and the mire, he lifted your weary head, and he set you in heavenly places once again. Come on. Who met Jesus again in this place this morning? Man, I certainly did. And then, you know what? If you didn't, me and him had more time. So that's, that's on you. Oh, I am out of it. That was amazing. I can't even. Can you give it up for the worship crew one time? How? Wow. Um, I got to tell you, sometimes when we just, we strip back things and we get rid of any of the distractions or the, you know, we love the fun stuff. We really do. We love the cool things. But man, when you just strip it back to bare bones and you just say, Lord, would you meet us here? How many of you know he's faithful to do just that? He is able to meet us without all the lights, without all the noises, a cajon, some keys, and a couple of acoustic guitars, and he just comes with such a mighty presence. We do not need the LED screens and the LED lights, and we don't need the fog machine, though I would love it. We just need obedient musicians, some Levites, to say, Lord, we're going to burn the incense all night until you show, and he does. Amen? Come on. Well, hey, I'm so grateful to see so many people in the house of God this morning. Man, and I uh, got to tell you, uh, if you were here last week, things got crazy. Uh, it certainly did. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I just want to say real quick, and I, 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 honestly, like I feel a new mandate from heaven. Um, the Lord, I, I talked about it last week. For me, he just gave me a prophetic word that just said, preach what you want to see preach what you want to see. And so everything, we said a few weeks ago that this whole series was going to take a turn for the crazy and the wild and the amazing parts of our faith where we begin to do the stuff that we read in the Bible. Amen. And last week, we did some stuff that we read in the Bible, and it was an incredible, incredible Sunday. And so I'm just going to keep with the confidence in the Lord's direction and his word for this season of preach the things you want to see. And I just want to say this. Um, I just want to say that where'd they go? First of all, hey, Michael, you're the man, and I really appreciate that text message last week. Seriously, you're my guy. I love you so much. What a legend. Where'd they go? I was looking for him. Um, I just saw him. Calvin, my man. Dude, freaking love you. Just want you to know that. And uh, we got a whole MMA team uh, that comes to church here, and uh, man, they base it around uh, Lord Jesus. And um, I don't know if they'll see this, but we just let Abby, Marcus, and Michael, um, and Wyatt all know. I miss them. And the Lord misses them being in church. And uh, yeah, we just love them. We miss them. So I'm going to keep moving in the confidence and, and how the Holy Spirit tells us to lead. And uh, we're going to see people's lives reawaken for the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I'm telling you, man, there are some things that the Lord only does when his kids all come home. When we all gather in the room together with one thing in mind, that's him. Amen. There are some gifts that he only gives, that he only pulls out. There are some presents and his presence that he comes to give us. Amen. When we all gather and we come home to dad. Amen. It's all long to see a church that's always full of God's kids. Well, hey, we are going to continue our series, The Jesus People. Has this been a blessing for anybody? 
Have we ruffled all the feathers yet? We got way more to ruffle today. Man, we're going we're gonna to get into it. Um, but hey, if you're, not, if you're new with us this morning, I'm Pastor Matt, my beautiful wife, Pastor Adrienne, and I, we get to lead this Bad Jackson together, and it's the greatest joy and honor of our lives. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of gray hairs from it, but uh, it's worth it. Amen. But this morning, we're going to continue the series, Jesus People. I believe this is, uh, is it week nine? It is week nine. Week nine, feeling fine. It's going to be good. Um, but like we do every single week, we got the Jesus People prayer up on the screen. And what I ask you to do is just repeat it after me. I'm going to say a line. I might say the line five times. You repeat it every time after me and say it with some convictions. We're going to get our hearts and our souls and our spirits all in one accord today. Amen. So y'all ready for the Jesus People prayer? Come on. All right. Father God. Mm. Build your church that the gates of hell would not prevail against her. Give us your heart. Give us your words. Give us your power. Create in us a zeal, a zeal, a zeal for your house and a longing, a deep longing for your presence. Fill, 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 purify, 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 and mark us, make us like Jesus. Like who? Like who? Set us apart. Make us a holy nation. What kind of nation? A holy nation. Yep, right there. Make your presence known here. Establish signs and wonders among your people. Pour out, pour out, pour out your spirit upon us. We will be, we will be, we will be your people. Come on, you will be, you will be, you will be our God. We declare your kingdom come. Your will be done in our city as it is in heaven. Let revival come. And all God's people said, go ahead and praise him one more time. Come on. I swear, I swear we are, we're going to wake our spirits up. We're going to get the Lord out of bed. He is going to keep meeting us here. It is amazing. Come on. Well, if you're taking notes this morning, um, which we encourage highly here, um, note takers get to heaven quicker. And uh, like Pastor Matt, that that doesn't sound like the best deal. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I didn't realize what I said until after I said it. So, uh, but on or around your seat, there is a welcome home card. So if you're new, you can fill that bad Jackson out so we can get a hold of you. But also, there's a prayer journal there with a pen. Um, so if you don't have your own notebook feel free to swipe that bad boy and uh, just start taking notes because we love taking notes here. Amen? All right. Title of my message is, you ready for this? A more excellent way. A more excellent way. A more excellent way. If you got your Bibles, you can crack that open to 1 Corinthians 12. Um, it's going to be up on the Sky Bible. Also, can you guys give it up for Kenny G and Adrian hey, holding it down in the back for us? Love you guys. Worship sounded great. The words were going well. You guys are awesome. 
1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, and then I'm also going to hop down 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 31. We're going to break off a whole, whole ham hock this, this morning. Sound good? All right. 1 Corinthians 12, my man, 1 through 11. Here we go. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand this, that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties, a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, bless you. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, and all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who appropriations to each one individually as he wills. Apportions to each one individually as he wills. We're going to hop down to verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ. Somebody say, I am the body of Christ. And individually members of it. And God has appointed to the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you a still more excellent way still more excellent way we're gonna pray and we're gonna see what the Lord wants to do sound good oh man oh actually my love I know I gave you this morning off but would you pray over service is that cool you want to do something Fantastic. Would you guys give it up for Pastor Adrian? We gave her the morning off, but I feel like the anointing is honored to pray uh, as we dig into this message. Come on. If you want to bow your heads. <clears throat> Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence this morning, God. We thank you that no matter what the week has looked like, the month, the year, the season that we're in, God, that you are present. Jesus, you are that still, quiet voice that if we would just allow ourselves and tune our hearts and our ears to that voice, God, we will hear you. We will be given that wisdom that we so desperately need. We will receive that healing that our bodies are craving. We will have that favor, God, that it says rests upon your people, Jesus. And I pray right now, Lord, that as we learn more about the gifts that you've given us, God, that you'd give us the faith to believe that we have and that we can receive them. In Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's people said, amen. Fantastic. We just honor Pastor Adrian one time. Just give it up. Come on, girl. Love you. Oh, wow. A still, 
more excellent way, a still more excellent way. Man, we started off last week and I told you that word I got from heaven. I was going through some spiritual warfare last Thursday and Friday. And if you don't know, I'm not going to get into it, but I got a lot of stuff going on with my family in particular. There's a lot of things that are happening. Uh, 30, almost 32 years of my life has now changed uh, entirely forever. Um, and it is just a crazy thing. And what was happening last week was the enemy was really getting after me. And I just had some gunk in my gears, so to speak, with me and the Lord. And we were just having the hardest time connecting Thursday and Friday. And those are Thursday in particular is generally my message prep day. And so I was just fighting tooth and nail to get something from heaven, to get anything from heaven to come into the next week and, or last week. And then, man, it was, inc- it was an incredible service. Sun- Sunday was amazing. I had finally gotten there and we had breakthrough and Adrian and I talked Friday night late into the into the evening and then uh, Saturday came along and I got to just go to war in the spirit and me and the Lord we just sat down and and we wrote out a message on his spirit the Holy Spirit and that was last week and man I came into last week with a message on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit came into last week with a message for me and a message for this church and I got to tell you what happened last week was the most unexplainable situation in my mind, but I believe the greatest tragedy in the church today is that we live explainable lives. I got to tell you, the greatest tragedy in church today, in the bride of Christ, in our world right now, is that the sons and daughters of the Most High God, those adopted back into the kingdom of heaven, I'm talking about Christians, I'm talking about little Christ, I'm talking about little Messiahs, that we live explainable lives and I got to tell you I'm gonna be honest I don't know entirely how to explain what happened to me at the end of last service but I can only tell you this the glory of God fell on me and unlike Moses I wasn't pushed inside a rock I was smashed into the concrete right down here and I was full of tears and sweat and and pain and agony and the most beautiful glory I've ever felt in my life. It was a surreal, supernatural, unexplainable, but completely of heaven moment. The thing I've, I'm, I'm radically changed. I can't be the same. Matt McClure, who he was, who I was, whatever, everything's changed. It was funny, I was texting Zach all week and I was just going, I don't want to be the guy who cries all the time, but I feel like I'm going to be the guy who cries all the time. <laughs> And it was an amazing moment. It was an amazing moment. And I am more convinced, I am more convinced today that if we look outside right now, we look at the world right now, we look at how things are going, whether it's America, whether it's in the UK, whether it's over in Russia, wherever, wherever, South America, you look. And man, we as a society, as humans, we are sick. We are burdened, we are broken, and we are on the fast track to a hellacious eternity and I just hear the words of Jesus where he looked at those 5,000 men and their wives and children and he looked out and he said they are sheep without a shepherd and I think we can look into our world today and we still see sheep without a shepherd but I think if we look within ourselves and inside our own walls what we see is a bride without the Holy Spirit we see a bride without the Holy Spirit friends If the light goes out in the church, the light goes out in the world. If the fire goes out in the bride, the conviction goes out of the world. 
We are in desperate need of a revival of the Holy Spirit within the bride of Christ because our world is in desperate need of a revival of the bride of Christ. And most importantly, hear me today, saints. The kingdom of heaven is in desperate need of a pure blameless, spotless, radiant, dripped in white bride of Christ. Friends, I don't know if you know this, but we owe Jesus a blameless, spotless bride. Ephesians literally calls the bride of Christ God's inheritance to Jesus. He's not just called a bridegroom for kicks and gigs. He intends to make his bride beautiful, spotless, blameless, pure. And that's where we're going. That's where we're going. That's where we're heading. Because friends, I am convinced that there is a more excellent way for the church to yearn and burn in this hour. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody in this church that wants a fresh yearning for the Holy Spirit? That wants a fresh burning for the Holy Spirit? Is there anybody today that, man, we're not, we're just not going to buy in to the narrative today that the church is dying, that the bride of Christ is shrinking, that, that, that secular society and culture is winning, that we're evolving as people and we no longer need the sky daddy. No, we're not buying into this rubbish that we're seeing on the news or on TikTok or on social media. Instead, we are digging deeper wells with the Holy Spirit and we are going after everything Jesus paid for on the cross. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I won't be a statistic. I'm going to be a saint. Is anybody with me? I'm going to be a saint. Well, Matt, you sound like you're getting into striving. Friends, we, we, we have got to get off this broken, secular idea that you and I don't have a role to play in our relationship with Jesus. That's stupid. We, Paul literally says, crucify your flesh. Jesus literally says, pick up your cross and follow me. He literally says, hey, the son of man has no place to lay his head. What about you? Like, this should cost us. But more than that, I think the church and Matt McClure as well, listen to me. I need a fresh revelation of this. We need a fresh revelation of this. Friends, going without sinning is not an offering unto the Lord. abstaining from sin isn't an offering unto the Lord. No, no, no. That's what he did for us. He gave us the ability through Jesus on the cross to actually abstain from sin, to actually live a pure and blameless and holy life set apart for God. That's what he paid for. Me just giving up swearing, giving up drinking, giving up drugs, giving up premarital sex or adultery or pornography or whatever. Murder. Some of us got unforgiveness. Us going without unforgiveness is not an offering unto the Lord. That is an obligation. That is not an offering. That's just obedience. Yeah. And friends, I believe if we have a revival of the Holy Spirit, if we can just get back to this thing where, man, we are just alive on the inside. 
where we just are burning and we are yearning and we are a people that is more sold out to the presence of God over the presence of God. Perhaps we would live a more excellent way. Break that down for me, Pastor Matt. I'm telling us we need to pause our wish list Santa Claus Christianity. Because right now we are a church and we are a bride that is far more interested in my father's stuff than my father's spirit. I'm not interested in living a life for God's presence. I am interested in living for his presence. I don't want the presence under the tree. Not that kind of Christianity. I want the presence in the room with my brothers and sisters where we're gathered in Jesus' name and he smashes me into the concrete and shows me what he has for me. That's what I'm looking for. I wonder what the church would begin to look like. Dream with me for a minute. If we were less interested in what he could do for us and more interested in what he wanted to do with us and in us, and next to us, and by us. Where is the church that would gather tooth and nail, scratch and claw, drive miles and miles, walk miles and miles, go days without food and water, simply to gather in the temple, in the presence of the Lord? Where did we get to? And it was like, well, if they don't have a great kids ministry, I don't want to be a part. Man, the worship is fire and the preaching is great, but their kids ministry is too small. Bring the kids in the room. What are we doing? If the presence of God is here, let's be here. Yes. Oh man, well they just don't have a, you know, they don't have a, a porn-free group for the ladies yet. We do have a porn-free group for the ladies. It's called your Bible. You should read it. And also, if you want one, you should step up and lead one. <laughs> kind of easy, right? But I'm just saying... Oh man, well, there's just so much going on in life right now. And yeah, I know my pastors have shown up in every single season in my life when I've needed them. Sickness, moving, depression, discouragement, financial lows. I know my friends at church, man, they've showed up for me. They've brought me soup when I was sick. They prayed over me when I had COVID. They came to my house. They took part in those two years of drive through birthday parties that were obnoxious stupidest thing. But I know they are with me in the lows of my seasons, but when it comes to summer season, I'm just... I'm not trying to come with receipts. I'm kind trying to come with reality today. That man, there is something so much more found and available for the bride of Christ in this hour than simply giving hear me. We're not going to be the type of people that simply do this. We are not going to simply give a dollar to the guy on division asking for money and call it generosity. We're not going to be the people who simply only read the Bible when they come to church once a month and call it Christianity. We're not going to be the people, hear me today, we will not be the people who only lift our hands and raise our voices and get on our knees when oceans is played, although it's brilliant. We're not going to be the people, hear me, that only come when Pastor Matt is preaching because he's the lead pastor. No, that's not the people we're going to be. We are not going to settle for partial freedom, slight obedience, zero passion. 
and lives completely void of the Holy Spirit and call it Christianity. That's not the people we're going to be because we're going to be who? Jesus people. We're going to be Jesus people. Man, if, if it's all going the way it looks like it's going, Jesus isn't coming back for a, 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 a zeal-less, confused, compromised, dirty, oblivious to the world and the need of it, sinful bride. Not. He's coming back for a body and a bride full of Jesus people who are willing to say, I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what I got to give. I feel a prophetic word right now, and I'm just going to say, when was the last time that Christianity cost you something? You're on staff here. When was the last time that Christianity cost you something? You're a volunteer here. When's the last time that Christianity costs you something? And I'm not talking about tithes and offering. Again, that's, that's God's words. A tithe is not generosity. A tithe is, is, is an obligation. That's obedience. I'm not talking about the things that, oh, well, it costs me my Sunday mornings. No, you gain from your Sunday mornings. Oh, it cost me my Wednesdays. No, 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 you gain from your Wednesdays. When was the last time you were displaced for the cause of Christ in the earth and it cost you something? You know, I, I came to Christ in a time when there was a big theme in the church at large and it was like, count the cost. You ever heard that? You better count the cost. And I got to be honest. I think that's the dumbest phrase of all time. Count the cost. No, not in the way that they mean it. They're trying to scare you. They're trying to say, think before you cross the street with the Lord. It's going to cost you some things. Maybe you don't want to pay the toll. And it's like, no, no, no. Count the cost. Because if it's costing you, you know you're living it. The cost, the cost will be mirrored in your crowns in heaven. The cost is worth it. Jesus thought so. And I'm looking for a church that dang well thinks so too. Cost is worth it. I'm not going to count the cost and, and talk myself out of obedience. I'm going to say, Lord, raise the bar. Whatever it is, you can have it. And I believe, friends, that that is the more excellent way. The more excellent way. The fact that the Apostle Paul would finish off a part of his letter, he would put a punctuation mark in a powerful portion of Scripture, and he says there is still a more excellent way. You know what that means? That means on the flip side of the excellent way is there is a shallow way. There is a disobedient way. 
There is a way where this doesn't cost me anything. There is a way where I can just punch my religious check mark, say I follow Jesus, not take his word for anything, and think that he's still going to be present and manifest in my life. And friends, your reward in heaven is eternity with God. But Christ's reward is you and I running into the world and pulling one more from the darkness. Inconveniencing ourselves to see another come home. Friends, can't do shallow Christianity. There is a more excellent way. So the Apostle Paul, he's writing about this more excellent way. You see this portion of scripture, man, it's all about the Holy Spirit and everything that comes along with him. It's not just this fake understanding, fake it till you make it, kind of concentrate and maybe you'll see God do something thing. It's this, it's literally one of three of the Godhead. It is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he's, he, he dwells among us. And friends, last week I opened up the altar at the end of the message and nobody came up. But for me as a leader in the church, trust me, before I met Jesus, I was still a leader. I was just leading people to hell. Um, and now I get to lead in heaven. It's great. I love my life. But I've always been a leader. And so when it comes to the communion up here, I want to be first. If somebody's preaching and they're opening up the altar because they feel the Holy Spirit is doing something here, I want to be first. Well, Pastor Matt, you don't need, a, you don't need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit again. I've already got them. Yeah, 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 you, you, you have them. And once, yes, once you are, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit and once you come to know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, yes, he comes and he resides on the inside of you. Absolutely, that is all true. But friends, I don't know about you. Maybe you're perfect, but I'm a broken vessel and I leak. I leak, and so do you, because I'm not yet perfected. And so guess what? It may be one indwelling, but it can be many fillings. I'm going to teach you some things today. I'm teach you how to fight. I want to teach you how to win. I want to teach you to get crowns in heaven. And I'm telling you, when someone opens up the altar because they feel the Lord is doing something and you have the thought, is that for me? Yes. Why? Because God wants to do something in the room. And why would we as his kids not want to be a part of it? Because all I knew was, man, if, if no one else is going to go, then you know what? Phil, Pastor Matt. Phil, Pastor Matt. Meet me here, Holy Spirit. Meet me here. Because I want more of you. And guess what, friends? God will never reject your plea and your cry for more of him. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I just feel like I go up to the altar all the time. Good. Live at the altar. Live. Breathe. Have kids. Marry. Reverse that order real quick. And live at the altar. Come on. Come on. There's a more excellent way. There's a more excellent way well Matt the altar's uncomfortable and I don't like being in front of people I'm sure Jesus didn't like being hung up in front of people either but guess what sacrificial lamb 
sacrificial lamb. Here I am, I lay me down, every burden, every crown. Didn't we just sing that? (laughs) There's a more excellent way. And I can tell you this, I don't know what your experience with the Holy Spirit has been yet, but I had an amazing experience last week that, man, it went beyond the shallow end of the pool of simply knowing about God and to realizing I'm known by God. And I experienced something so significant that, friends, check this out. Service ended and I was still just smashed on the concrete. And Zach was there with me and that's all I knew. That's all I knew. I kid you not, I have zero recall of the rest of service. I have zero recall of what took place. I watched the service back at the end of the day. I got photos sent to me from friends. I got people who were very loving and caring and sent me text messages just going, dude, I love you and I'm with you and all of these things. And it was amazing. And I'm going, what happened? Because yes, I was aware that I was on the floor, but I was also with the Lord. And that's all I can tell you. It was in a place, in a space where, man, I did not realize that Charlie was just standing on my back. I didn't know that everyone at church came down to the front and started laying hands on me. I didn't know any of that took place. All I knew and all I remember is that I was both on the concrete and somewhere with the Holy Spirit. And I kid you not. It was in that space that he, he showed me things that we are going to do. He showed me words and wisdom of knowledge for people in this room. And I got to give some of them on Monday. It was amazing. There's more to come. He showed me just wild things that he plans to do in and through this wild, crazy punk rock church called Takeover. This man band of misfits. What are we? We are a multi-generational, multicultural answered prayer church in a warehouse that used to be an airport. <laughs> like, that's what we are. But most importantly, what he showed me, more than what we'll do, is he showed me a more excellent way. And he showed me far more of himself than he did myself then he did yourself, and then he did what we'll accomplish here. He spent more time just letting me look at him. Letting me see him. Letting me just bask and marinate and sit in his presence and cry and tremor before the Lord. Because I will tell you, it was both the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and the most frightening thing. And it gave me a reverent Oh, where I just can't remain the same. Can't. Because there's a more excellent way. And I'm believing for that for every single person in our church. And I hope it starts, I hope it started last week, but I hope it really takes fire and takes root today. You see the Apostle Paul, he's writing to this church in Corinth. And I don't know if you know about Corinth, but Corinth, Corinth is torn up from the floor up. Torrent is nasty. Corinth is just this jacked up, messed up place. And not even just the church, but the actual place of Corinth was just filth. And I know today we live in America and we can turn on social media and you can go anywhere and you see filth. 
You see crazy things. You say things you could never have seen before. And suddenly you're going, what is this, Rome? What is this, Babylon? What is this? No, this is just the depravity of man and what happens without Jesus. See, Corinth is a mirror of that. Because people read the book of Corinthians first and second, they go, man, Paul, he's really harsh. Paul goes hard. I mean, he just, like, Paul spends so much time just dialing in and hammering on people for sexual sin, and it's just harsh. Let me explain something to you. Adrian, can you throw up that picture of Corinth for me? Check this out. You see that rubble? You see that broken pillars? That's still there today. That's a, that's a recent photo. Back in the day, when this was taking place, Corinth was alive. Corinth was a trade place. Corinth was a Vegas of the Bible times. It was just disgusting. And this used to be beautiful. This used to be beautiful. It was built and structured and, and deep and there was more walls and people would come there. And what you're looking at right here is an altar in Corinth. Altar to Christ? Absolutely not. An altar to someone named Aphrodite. Maybe you've heard of her. And what they would do every single day, I kid you not, hundreds, do I got children in here? Hundreds of prostitutes, men and women, would gather to have live sex orgies on this altar in public as worship to Aphrodite. On special holidays, there'd be over a thousand and they would begin to welcome in men and women who'd be willing to pay to join in. And that's how they would raise funds to make this thing as immaculate and beautiful and glorious as it once was. Sounds really familiar, doesn't it? A little too close to home, doesn't it? But how many of you know when you look at that photo, God gets the last word every time? We can look at so much past and we can see so much future right there. Take heart, saints. That which can be shaken absolutely freaking will be. And that that which can't, the church will remain. But this is why the Apostle Paul goes so hard. That was their culture. That's the church that, that, that is coming out of that city. Think about you. Think about your life. Think about your own personal sin. Think about what you've struggled with in your life. Have you had murder in your heart? I hope no one in here has actually ever killed anybody, but have you killed somebody? Have you stepped out on your spouse? Physically, mentally, spiritually, pornography? Have you, have you been raptured up in just crazy sexual sin as a teenager or a young adult? Are you still just having the hardest time taking thoughts captive? Does, does unforgiveness just weigh you down from excelling and ascending into all the areas and heights that the Lord has for you? Like, like what has it looked like for you when Jesus rescued you, pulled you from the muck and the mire, set you in heavenly places? What has your constant sin struggle looked like that you're just going, what I've got to break this off. What has it been? Because there's a reason he goes so hard on sexual sin. Because that for them was all they knew, all they saw from young children on up. That was their life. 
That's why I go so hard on sexual sin. That's why we preach the messages that we preach. That's why we're a voice in the wilderness preparing the way for the Lord in this hour. And that's why I won't shrink back. That's why I won't shut up. And that's why we will will remain vigilant and loud about all of the filth that's going on because it's sin and the world is in desperate need of a cure. And his name is Christ. And his bride is the minister of the medicine. Amen. And how many of you know it's the Holy Spirit that empowers the bride to go in all the world and bring them into a visitation with the great physician? A visitation with the great physician. Man, what a sight. And so Paul, he's writing to these people and he says to them, I don't want you to be uninformed about the spiritual gifts. Friends, to live uninformed is to live ill-equipped. Listen, Why would you want to live ill-equipped for the battle and the call that God has placed on your life? Why? You were made for such a time as this. I don't care if you're one of the older generation in here or the youngest generation in here. You have an assignment in this hour and in this day to shine the light of Christ, to burn bright with the Holy Spirit, and to see people who are lost be found in Jesus' name. You have a call. You've got the cure. You have a Christ, and they need it. But if you're going to live uninformed, you will live ill-equipped. And friends, I love being informed. But problem is, is we have got a lot of malformed Christians today because we've been ill-informed by TikTok, by Instagram. Well, Matt, you're just, you know, you're a curmudgeon and old. Friends, I'm not a curmudgeon. A little bit. And I am a bit old. I get that. Adrian said I got some city miles on me. She was talking about my crow's feet to go back to my ears. And I was like, dang, girl. Jeez, tell me the truth. I get it. No, but I'm talking about, man, one of the spiritual gifts that Paul lays out is literally a gift of knowledge and a gift of wisdom. And we got a lot of people in the church not getting that from the Holy Spirit or the Holy Bible. They get it from Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, news stations, Twitter, all this other booty. And it's like, what are you doing? You will be malformed and malnutrition if you continue to try and feed your spiritual self off of anything than the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And friends, let me tell you this. He says, I love this. I love this. He goes, you're so used to running back to mute idols. You're so used to running back to Aphrodite. I got to inform you because if you are uninformed, you will go back to the same chains that had you. You will go back to the same thing that you were stuck in. You will go back to that broken altar with those broken people doing broken things, thinking you're going to fill yourself. I got to inform you. I've got to inform you. And then he says this. He says, don't ever hear me. This is a word for the church today. Don't you ever listen to anybody who says Jesus is accursed. They don't have the Holy Spirit. Friends, I get it. Information is readily available. It's on our phones. It's in our back pocket. It's in our purse. We got it everywhere. Listen. If you're listening to somebody, a spiritual voice, and they don't say that Jesus Christ is Lord, they don't have the Holy Spirit. If they don't say the word of God is God's word and we aren't to add to it, take away from it, or disparage others from getting into it, they don't have the Holy Spirit. If they don't believe the gifts of healing and prophecy and all these things are for today, they don't have the Holy Spirit. If they're not planted in a church and under leadership, 
They don't have the Holy Spirit. Listen, I don't want you to live uninformed because you will run to the things that you're most familiar with. And for a lot of us, we are far more still familiar with our old self and our old sin, our old idol worship than we are with our new self, our set free from sin, and our Jesus. Don't live uninformed and don't live ill-equipped. I don't want to see you die. I want you to live. And I want you to live vibrant, radiant, Holy Spirit-led lives. Giving glory to God with every breath you take. That's what you're called to. That's what you're made to do. And I just love this. He's like, if somebody says Jesus is accursed, that he's not God, they're not in Christ. Don't listen to them. If there's somebody who says, man, the church doors just need to be wider. You just need to make the table a little bigger. All should be able to come in. No, 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 friends, I'm sorry. They don't have the Holy Spirit. It's God who sets the table and he decides how big it is and who gets to come to it. It's God who decides that the, the way is narrow and not wide. It's God. I didn't make these rules. I didn't tell him about him to tell other people about him. He told me about him to tell people about him. Right. Checking my math. I didn't make these rules. I didn't come up with this. And Paul's saying, you will live accursed if you follow people who say Jesus is accursed. And then he says this. I love the way he says it. He goes, in fact, you know what? You can't even say Jesus Christ is Lord without the Holy Spirit operating upon you. And I love that. I love that because honestly, I like to put that to the test sometimes. Because you'll hear it. I love it. How many, how many times do you go and you're turning on the SB Awards, you're turning on the MTV Awards. I mean, that's rubbish. I don't know who watches that. But, but you look at the, the Oscars. I just want to thank God. Even the closest we've gotten, Jesus is king. But has any of these people said from their pulpit, that Jesus is Lord and yet we make celebrity Christianity out of them. In fact, we have them lead worship in our church and we pretend that they're discipled. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? No offense, I don't know you and I'm not gonna judge your heart and, I, and I'm gonna believe the Lord that you really are saved, but can we just decide that Jesus is Lord? Because Lordship means he controls everything. Lordship is more than just kingship. Lordship is like, I have this plot of land, it's all mine. I decide what's grown here. I decide what's brought in here. I decide what's left here. I decide what's allowed to be talked about here. I decide what's raised up here. I decide because I am Lord. And I'm Lord of all. All of what? All. Like 98%? All. You sure? All. All. I love that. Without the Holy Spirit acting upon you, you can't even mutter the words that Jesus Christ is Lord. Because it is reverent, it is real, it is something that is so celestial and existential and outside of time, space, and everything that it splits the cosmos and it is the most definitive reality of all time. There is no place on heaven, earth, galaxies. I don't care what the Hubble telescope tells you, shows you. It looks great. It's nothing compared to what I saw on the concrete last week, and it is nothing compared to Lord Jesus. Because, friends, the truest thing in all of existence, both seen and unseen, is that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
But Paul's like, this is the platform I'm coming from. This is what I'm talking about. Corinthians, listen, you guys come from some crazy things. You guys have experienced some crazy stuff. And friends, can I tell you right now, the spirit of the age in Corinthian, in Corinth, the spirit of the age in Babylon, and the spirit of the age in Rome was sex. And the spirit of the age in America in 2022 is sex. And can I tell you this? If you marry the spirit of the age in this life, you will be divorced in the next. I'm done. No. If you marry the spirit of the age in this life, you will be divorced in the next. But if you marry the Holy Spirit, if you marry into this thing, if you sow yourself into the tree and into this life and you believe God above all else and you test every other spirit against what the word of God says and you passionately, fervently, firstly, you hunger and, fir- you hunger and thirst for him first and most. Friends, I am telling you, God will meet you in that place and he will light you ablaze. He will light you up. He will ignite you. He will change you. And he will burn in you with such a passion. Come on. God goes where he is celebrated, not where he is tolerated. And we have said that all year long. That has been a banner for us since January. He goes where he's celebrated, not where he's tolerated. And he wants to burn within you. And then, and then Paul's like, let me break this down for you. There is healing. There is prophecy, there is knowledge, there is tongues, the interpretation of tongues, the distinguishing between spirits. I think I'm forgetting one. Anyways, it's in there, read it. Forgetting one. Somebody, somebody shout it at me if you read it. Spirit of faith, there we go. Not a spirit of faith, just faith as a gift. It's amazing. And he goes, all of this is available to who? All. He says to All. He says, no, to all of this is available. And he goes, he goes, because it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. There's not a spirit of fear or of faith. There's just the Holy Spirit. There's not a spirit of, there's not a spirit of tongues. There's just the Holy Spirit. There's not a spirit of discernment. There's just the Holy Spirit. Why is that? Because Christ doesn't want you to worship the product over the Holy Spirit. There is one spirit, many gifts, many activities. Why? Because we are prone to worship a product over his presence. And he says, I'm a person, not a product. It's me. Because we would be prone to worship faith if we just knew we could get a spirit of faith. We would be prone to worship the spirit of tongues if we knew there was a spirit of tongues. We would be prone to worship Isn't that just like humanity? We are so prone to worship every other spirit besides the Holy Spirit. Well, Matt, he's just so unexplainable, so unimaginable, so unattainable. Friends, the great tragedy today is that we live explainable lives. I'm not interested. It's that we live attainable lives by our own means. What is this? It's that we live imaginable lives. What? We're the church of Jesus Christ. Where do we get off living manageable lives, understandable lives, natural lives? We worship the God who beat death and punched the devil in the face. Who are we? We're the church. And he's telling him this. He's going, listen, 
you will be prone to go back to Aphrodite, but she offers you nothing but further chains and further filth. But I'm telling you, you roll around with, you, you roll around with pigs long enough, you both end up dirty and they like it. But you come over here and there's a shepherd that will clean you. There's a shepherd that will feed you. There's a shepherd that will equip you. There's a shepherd that will dress you. There's a shepherd that will train you. There's a shepherd that will give you gifts of the spirit and you will be able to live lives unimaginable. There is a more excellent way. Friends, why would we ever want to live partially free with half measures of what Jesus paid for on the cross? We love, we pursue we pursue freedom passionately, don't we? We really do. We pursue freedom at all costs, right? Because we love the verse, right? Whom the sun sets free is? Free Can we say it again one more time as a free church? Whom the sun sets free is? Free Right? And we will proclaim that as the day is long until our chains are turned into dust and we are dancing before Jesus. That's what we'll do. But why? If Paul says, no, no, all of these are available to all of us. It's all available, every single gift. Here's where we go wrong. We go, well, no, some people are gifted in healing. That's not what that just said. Well, some people are gifted in prophecy. That's not what that just said. Well, some people are gifted in tongues. No, that's not what that just said. No, 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 he, he, he explicitly said, for all, for all, all for all. If, if God, listen, if God made all available for all, then we should be responsible and pursue all will say whom the sun sets free is free indeed but we we certainly don't run through the streets hollering if the gifts if the gifts were made available to all then to all will pursue indeed like we don't we don't make up like some mantra to live by to pursue the gifts of the spirit although that is how we fight our battles that is how we tear back darkness that is how we birth light into the dark world that is how we set the captives free gifts of the spirit but I love, though, as he goes, yeah, 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 there's measurements. I understand that everyone's Pastor Adrian or, or Prophet Zach who just simply have the ear of heaven. And whenever they speak, the Lord gets low and people's bodies are healed and ears open up and tumors go away and heart marks uh, disappear on a Sunday when they go in for an operation on a Monday. I understand that. But friends, listen to me. Just because you received a certain measurement of one and a lesser measurement of another doesn't mean you can't grow your measurements. Faith grows, right? We see it all throughout scripture. Faith grows, well, guess what else grows? Tongues. Guess what also grows? Interpretation. Guess what also grows? Prophecy. Guess what also grows? Knowledge. Guess what also grows? Wisdom. It's all intended to grow. We want to sit back and watch the super elite saints do all the work. And Paul is going, no, get your butt off the altar of Aphrodite. Get it back on the altar of Christ and get your butt in the game. You've got a job to do. You've got gifts to grow in. And friends, Christianity is more exciting when we do the stuff. We are never made to live boring, imaginable, attainable lives. There's a more excellent way. Worship team, would you join me up here as we get ready to land this bird? We, we live a more excellent way. It is more available to us than ever before. Don't let the measurement of another put fear or intimidation in you. You want to grow. You grow. Can I tell you this? 
can I, can I just be your pastor for a second? Even if you don't call Takeover Church home, let me pastor you for a second. You will never hear me. You will never grow in understanding or appreciation of the gift of healing until you are obedient to lay hands on somebody and God heals somebody through you. You'll never, you'll never appreciate it. You'll never have the faith. You'll never believe it until you just submit yourself and go, you know what, my coworker's coughing. Maybe I should ask if they need prayer instead of a, you know, a lozenge, a cough drop. You will never, listen, you will never live a boring life again if you wake up and you go, man, I can't wait to get to church tomorrow because I just know Angie, she's been praying for me all week. She's got a word from heaven for me. She's got a word of wisdom for me. You will never understand what Paul is talking about when he says, build yourself up in the most holy faith. How? Speaking in heavenly languages, aka tongues. You'll never appreciate it. You'll never grasp it. You'll never make sense of it. You'll never yearn or burn for it until you begin to do it. Friends, responsibility in church can be spelled out our response to God's ability. Our response to God's ability. Our response to God's ability. Worship team. Our response to God's ability. If he's made his ability available, then we have a responsibility to pursue it. Or else Christ is only getting partial payment of what he paid for on the cross. He didn't go to the cross for half measures and half lives. What he gives the sum can grow in you. And chances are he gave you something that he didn't give the rest of us that great of measure of. But I want what you have and you should long for what I have and we should do this thing together, being the bride of Christ and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. I want to see this last portion of Scripture one more time. Would you stand to your feet? Prophet Zach and Pastor Adrian and Pastor Scott down to the front. In between these portions of scripture, Paul is talking about an actual body. And he talks about the eyes, and he talks about the ears, and he talks about the feet and the hands and the whole nine yards. And how we are all needed together. Friends, not pursuing one of the gifts is like electing to go your whole life without using part of your body. If you have working eyes, why would you choose to live blind? And that is unfortunately how many Christians today live. But I'm telling you, you can live naturally supernatural lives. I believe it. And I believe you'll see it. And I believe if you just take that step of faith, you want to grow your faith, you, just like you grow anything else, you exercise it. You feed it. You grow. You remain faithful and consistent with it. Amen? 
First Corinthians 12, 27 to 31 says, now you are the body of Christ, individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts, then healings, helping, administrating various kinds of tongues are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. Listen. Paul says, earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you a more excellent way. You may not have the same measure, but we should all burn with the same desire. You may have not been given the same measurements, but we should all burn with the same desire. And I am telling you, gifts dormant in you that you'll never be bored with your faith you'll never want to miss church you'll never not want to be in the bible you'll never you'll want to quit your job and spend more time in this room i guarantee it why because you are hungry after his presence what if we weren't just a present people but we are a presence people so what I want to do right now is I want to begin the more excellent way. I want to begin the more excellent way. And you know what? Calling me out. No one took me up on the Holy Spirit last week. And I took it all for myself. And I'm grateful I did because it gave me fire to preach this message this week. Has anyone been blessed today? I have. Let the blessing continue to flow. We got oil and we got people down front. Angie, you coming up? Yeah, you are. Angie's coming up too. Here's the deal. Maybe today you're like, you know what? I never knew about gifts of healing. Come and get impartation. What is impartation? It's where people who already possess it, who already walk in it, pray on you, anoint your head with oil, and believe God to impart and grow a greater measure of it in you. If you need more faith today, that's available. If you want words of prophecy, knowledge, and wisdom, it's available. If you want to live a more excellent way,